0: Good morning. We're going to learn the Sefer Shemirish, Derech Mitzvah Secha. It's a book written by the Tzema Actually, written in his very, very early years. And um, Generally, it's considered easier Chassidus. He knows a lot of deep chasidis. So there's a part where he explains all the all the the uh, the internal element of mitzvahs. What is the, uh, the more mystical and avut mystical, I would say, and also the more avoydedig part of a mitzvah, meaning explaining how this mitzvah, aside for its physical performance, also has its spiritual attitude and spiritual development of the person. So um, in there, there is a section called Sherish Mitzvah Satfila, the root of the mitzvah Satfila, and it's the longest mitzvah, meaning it's the most elaborate mitzvah. It's got um, 49 49 uh, parakim par, uh, chapters. I only made copies of the first uh, 16. That's enough to keep us busy for a little while. And uh, then we'll take it from there. Okay, so here we begin. Shorish mitzvah satvila, the root of the mitzvah of davening. Shorish mitzvah satvila, in the root of the mitzvah of davening, there is a Beinapoiskim. there is a dispute, there is a dispute, amongst the halachic authorities, in if davening is a biblical commandment, or if it's only a rabbinical origin. and is davening something instituted by the Torah itself, a mitzvah, a commandment of the Torah, or is the Rabbana? As it's brought in Sefer HaChinuch, mitzvah taflamid gimel. In mitzvah taflamid gimel, where he talks about that, whether the mitzvah of davening is the Rays or the Rabbana. <inaudible> Most of those who count mitzvahs, meaning there, are, there were the are, are, are many mitzvahs. Meaning we know the Torah has six hundred and thirteen commandments, and there are various different versions of what is counted in the six thirteen. Like the smak sefer mitzvahs katan and the and the ramban is also brought down in chinuch in the book of um um, he brings the Ramban, Machmanides. Hello, they all come to the conclusion that tefila b'chol the hatfila b'chol that prayer, daily prayer, v'hanusa chatfila, and the liturgy of davening, are mitzvah That is a mitzvah rabanan Meaning the way we pray and that we daven every day, that's a that's a derabbanan de gemitzah. However, the uh, there is an essential aspect of prayer that is biblical, that is from the Torah itself. That is the mitzvah that a person should daven, that a person should daven, and he should request at any time of the times, at any given time, Good morning. that a person will need, that a person will need anything, uh, uh, an aspect, someone needs something. from you know, if someone needs uh, particular help and uh, in assistance in, in parnasa, A person needs specific assistance in health. So then it's, he's required to speak to Hashem about it. That's, that's who you turn to. Like when a person finds himself in a time of trouble, and the light. then it is a mitzvah saseh. It is a positive commandment of the Torah. That Hashem commanded us in this. That the person should ask this thing from him. That Hashem should help him in this particular matter. So, when he, so that, that's the essential mitzvah. So it can be from time to time. It can be once in six months if some particular need comes up. Once a year if there's, or if the person has a very smooth life. It's not going to happen. Doesn't necessarily so happen that many times. But when you have a particular request that you need help in, the um, morning. You need help in, so you should go ahead and then request from the Yebishter. V'zehu Shei hamuna, And this is from the roots of Amunah. V'hu, meaning the, the reason why, he's giving the reason of the mitzvah of davening based on this idea, that you daven when you have this particular need. V'hu, and that is fish Al Yedei because through this, yeda a person will know, V'yavon, and understand, Sha'ashem Yizbar that Hashem is the only one who conducts the affairs of the world, who and he has providence, and all the details of the creation, and that Hashem is the only one who has the ability to help. In other words, the Indian of davening is because he asks a question, I mean, the Eberstah knows what the person needs. So if the Eberstein knows right away how I have to daven to him, the answer is, but we have to know. So when you pray, you turn to Hashem every time, it, it instills... And it, uh, it, re- it 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 it, it um, engraves in the person's consciousness that Hashem is the only one who can help him, and that he's the only one we should turn to. Him. So, no, two, three things. He knows that Hashem is the manigolamai. He conducts the affairs of the world and is involved in every detail. Because Hashem is not, if he has a, a bureaucrats that are taking care of it, then why are you turning to him? What is he going to help? Because it's not it's not up to him. It's up to the, those who run the world. So you have to have that Hashem conducts the world and that He's involved in every detail and that He's the only one who can help. No one has any say in the man. And that's the challenge in life, to, to live that way all the time, to believe in that. So states the Rambam in his Pityu Shemeshnais in Sanhedrin, the Mishnah's kol Yisrael yeshlem chelak, in the Mishnah that every Jew has a chelak in his third principle of faith, in his fifth principle of, of the thirteen principles of faith, Ayin Sham, which is that a person should daven only to Hashem. So Rambam also explains that that's the reason of the davening. It's not so much. So according to as we can see, we're going to see according to Hasidis, we're going to see it's completely different. According to Hasidis, we see where we're actually drawing down, we're actually affecting up there and causing a hamshacha while we're davening. According to all of this, it's mainly you know whatever happens, happens because Hashem is doing it. It's only man's obligation to, to bring himself to that feeling and knowledge that the abish there is in charge. Baal based on all of this, Poshot is understood. Shem mitzvah that the mitzvah of davening, So we understand from all of this that davening is not something that is that is designated only to someone who is m'kurev, someone who is close, and stands in front of Hashem, like tzaddikim, like davening, someone has to be, and if they have to be able to come and speak to the king, someone who is very close to Hashem, so has a good deep relationship, he can come all the time. So he says, no, from all of this it's understood, that uh, since it's made quite on the contrary, the more a person is distant and far and less aware, the more he needs the davening. You need the, We say the hundred blessings that were instituted every day is to remember that Hashem is giving us everything, to constantly have Hashem in our mind. So it comes out that the farther a person is and the less likely they are to think, the, the more they're steeped in nature, in the concealments of nature, the, the more they need the davening to break through the concealments, to move away those curtains and to recognize that Hashem is really the one who's in charge of everything. As he says, alagam. Rather, anybody that needs assistance, it is a mitzvah that he should request his request from Hashem. And there are times that his prayer is going to be accepted, and Hashem is going to answer the davening, and who will re- answer the person's request. There are times that the request will be turned down, and it's not answered. Uh, sometimes we dab for something and it doesn't happen. Vareze, and this is like a way of analogy. If a person gives over a request to a king of flesh and blood, Bakasha, everybody can send in a petition, a request for something. It's not a even of those that are of uh, of uh, a lower lower stature. Uh, people can, anybody can, even a you know, the distant peasant. Uh, can, 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 can send in his request to the, to the melech, the efshir, And it's possible she so it's possible the king will respond and, and fulfill the person's request. Because it is the nature of the good one and the kindness of of the king and to listen to the lowly, meaning just because someone is lowly doesn't mean that they can't answer. Sometimes it is more likely that a lowly person asks and the king has rachmanes. Because someone who is very high um, uh, has an extra, it's spoken in Chassidus many times, that Dafka, those that are extremely exalted have a strong, strong feeling for those that are extremely lowly. So, I mean, if, as long as the king is just a decent human being, if he's just a cruel uh, uh, you know, um, um, uh, tyrant, of course, it, this, this is not what's gonna happen. But, but if, if it's a melech, a decent melech, then, if, then he has, it, there is a great likelihood that dafke the lowly is going to be answered. Ve'en his And davening is not. A person should feel, you know, that my davening, I'm close or far. He says, e'en you can't relate this at all to the level of closeness or distance klal. Kim Babakasha, kloli is bedover gadol. Only, so I guess he's, he's bothered by, how come we know that when, when you go to a tzaddik to daven for something, like they came to cho'inia magol to daven for rain. If everybody can Davin, so why are you running to khayni, uh, to this one or to that one to Davin? Anybody can daven. So he says that this is B'bakasha Chloe is B'b'davra Gadal. And we're talking about something very, very big that needs a particular, a special delegation to send to the king. They say in Melach Basavadam, is also that way. When something's very, very important, so you send a very important agent. But if it's ordinary daily things that people need help in, they can send in that request on their own. Avloy lo pratei tsarchei but not to the specific needs of a person. Any person can daven at all times. Kamoikin the same is also in the idea of davening. le we request from him. Who the of every person. Chulu, but again, this is not in regards to daily tefillah. This is in regards to davening, which is the deraiya de gemitzmah, meaning the biblical commandment that whatever you need something, you return to Hashem. That's the essence of davening. And, the, and then the chachamim came along and instituted the nusach of tefillah. As we know, the Anshiknes, the were the ones who were mistaken, the liturgy of the davening, the nusach of tefillah, and also that we should daven three times a day. The times of davening. base so This is just a quick synopsis. This is the derech of the Tzamech Tzedek. In all is my marim, in the beginning, and the marim, my in this sefer, at least, in derech mitzvah, is that in the beginning, he does a brief synopsis of the mitzvah, in term Apinigla, meaning based on the, uh, revealed part of the Torah and then he goes in and he delves into the Hasidic and in a, a deeper part. So to understand just a little bit the, con- the idea of davening. You do what is known by Prietz Chaim. It is known from the Arizal and Chaim. Da Chaim. Uh, prietz Chaim is the re- sefer written by the prime Vital, the student, the chief disciple of the Arizal. So over there he writes da ben the difference between the reciting of the Shema and davening, who Sha'ya De Krishma, through the reciting of the Shema nase yichud this causes a unification. We know that davening but by davening, it, it, it's meant to cause what we call Zivuge It's called. It's, it's meant the, the, the various words that we're saying is to unify the various names of Hashem, to bring about a, 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 a uh, coming together of the attributes, which really means a channeling of, of energy, a flow of life. As it's flowing, because Hashem set up the system that there is a, Hashem's life flows to the world through the spheres, through the medium of the spheres, through the medium of the attributes. And when we're davening, we're causing that flow, that, uh, the, 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 the opening, um, or the continuation of the flow, or the strengthening of that flow. So he says, through Kriya Shema, it causes a yichud, the unification of Abba Ve'Ima, The first two attributes called Chachma and Bina, which are Abba and Ima, tefila, and then through davening, which is Shemayin Esrei, the Amidah, that causes the yichud, the unification of zun, zuchra So we know that the S spheres, the ten attributes, um, have within them two peers, a upper peer and a lower peer. The upper peer, meaning like two, yeah, the upper peer are, is chachma and bina, called father and mother. And then the, uh, the, uh, the, um, the lower peer is called son and daughter, like a nice American family, right? Father, and mother, son and daughter. So the, the, the same is also up there. There's chachma, bina, and what we call zukhra, male, the nukva and female, right? Which is referring to the male, male is referring to the masculine emotional spheres, from Chesed to Yesod, our masculine attributes, and then nukva Malchus, is the recipient. So the pre the Arizal, is differentiating, that in Kriya Shema, the Yichud is in the higher two spheres, in the Chachma and Bina, which we're causing the Yichud, which means we're drawing the energy from Chachma into Bina. And then through shmona Esrei, we're causing the energy flow from Zah, from Zayrampin in the next tier, the next level, and we're drawing it down into Malchus. <laughs> and because the Yichud, because the unification of father and mother of Chachm is higher, because it's, it's Bina is in a far, far, way, way beyond Zah and Malchus. Zah and Malchus are already attributes that are far closer to the creation reality, to the finite reality. How do we know? Just to give the idea, Malchus means communication. So Malchus Hashem is definitely vested in the creation, very engaged, very involved in the creation. Malchus is speech. Speech is already communication. So Hashem is already going out of Himself, relating to the finite world. That's Malchus. But even Ze'er Anpin, which is deeper, a deeper level in Hashem, so to speak, is the emotions of the Eibisner, but that too... Is relating to the creation because emotions also relate to the outside. You get excited about something outside of you. So the emotions, and we know that's why we know when Hashem created the world. Even though He created it with ten attributes, but these attributes were said with feeling, with excitement, which means Hashem, Hashem's emotions were invested into those into those words. Like we say, yamim Hashem. That's why creation is six days. Why six days creation? Because suddenly Hashem acted activated or felt the the energy of chesed, of love, and he created the world. And he spoke loving words or words of kindness. And he created light. So you see, it's not just the words. It was the words that carried the emotions. And the second day was gevurah, hirokiah. That's why there was a firmament. Third day was teferis. That's why the world became beautiful with all kinds of uh, plants that were growing and so forth. Every day of creation is another emotion. So what do you see from here? That the emotions are related to the creation. It's already a level of Hashem that is engaged in the creation. However, Chachma the attributes of, of, of Chabad, Chachma Bina is still the, tra- the, the transcendental, they're removed, they're still higher. kedusha, higher than the creation. So therefore he's saying over here, since Kriya Shema affects the Yichud of the higher, more distant attributes of Chachma therefore Kriya Shema is higher, it's a higher level. Kriya Shema G'doy That's why the mitzvah reciting the Shema is on a higher level, ad, Even if someone has his Torah as his profession, He's obligated in the Shema. He has to stop because there are people that are exempt from all mitzvahs, or exempt from a lot of mitzvahs, but particularly they're, they're exempt from tefillah. I'm sorry, they're not exempt of mitzvahs, but they're exempt of tefillah. They don't have to daven. And those were people that are toorasay yimnasai like Bayachai. that all They didn't do anything but study Torah. They didn't have to daven. But for Kriya Shema, they have to stop. Uh, even though they're part of Nevertheless, so, Yeshmaila Nevertheless, there is also a greater advantage in Davening. On the other hand, we find that Davening has a certain indication that Davening is higher than Kriya Because Kriya you can say when you're sitting. And when you're Davening, you have to stand. Right, and the standing represents that it's your, it's in a higher place. That's why a person has to be in a more respectful state. Sitting means you're, you're not a mamash in front of the king. You can sit when you're standing. Standing of <laughs> So showing that on davening, the person is in a higher place. Also, um, we also oh, that in terms of interruptions, it's easier to make an interruption in Kriya Shema than Esra. You're not allowed to stop for anything, right? And the reason is that when you're davening Shmonesrei. You're standing in Atsilus, in the world of emanation, which is the first of the four worlds. Ma shenkena kriya shema, which isn't the case in the shema, shuhumi yushiv. Kriya you can say sitting. Lafi, Shehiya adayin bibriya, because the, the, when a person is reciting the shema, even if they're doing it with all the mystical in, intentions, and therefore they're mamish carrying, they're being, they're, they're being elevated into the world, into that perspective world then where are they? But they've only reached Olam So over here, we're getting some, some kind of a paradox over here, I'm trying to figure this out. On the one hand, we're saying Shema is greater at, uh, uh, because Shema is a mitzvah, isa, and it causes a higher yichud of Chachmah Bina, the more loftier spheres. On the other hand, we're saying, and the Shmona Esrei is only a lower yichud, the yichud of Zah and Malchus. However, on the other hand, we're saying that in Shmona Esrei, you're standing in Atzilas. Which is a higher world, and in a far, far higher world, it's a world that's pure divinity, pure godliness. And in we Shema, we're, we're in Oyla which is already a creation, not, not, not divine. It's a creation. So he explains. So, the, so again, he's just quoting Eitz Again, all this will be understood in elaborate form as we're learning further. Okay. So Eitz Chaim, he says like this. The Rizal explains. We don't have the strength and the ability to evoke the yichud, the unification of Abba Nima of Chachman Bina, when we're in Atsilas. In other words, um, the fact that we are in A-Zilas, we're in such a high place. In a, in a certain sense, limits us. Even though we ourselves are in a higher state of, 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 of place, but there is a, a weakening of because we're in such a high place. We'll see what that means later. And that's why when we're in this, we can only cause a lower yichud, a yichud of... So it depends like this. What he's saying is like this. In terms of what we are causing, the, 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 the effects of our actions, Kriya Shema's effect is higher than, than Shemay But But in, in terms of where the person is standing when he is doing it, to what closeness, to what proximity to the king are you in? So in Kriyashma you're still in the outer palace, in the outer chamber. But by, by Shmoneser you're indoors. But indoors we're affecting a lower effect, and outdoors we're affecting a higher effect. So therefore, from, from certain things, Kriyashma is higher, and that's why it's Da'iraisa because here we're looking at the effect of what it's affecting above. And uh, in terms of the Rabbanan. The, uh, and then, and then in terms of where you're standing, Shema ray is higher, you're standing in Nazir, And it's interesting because, and he doesn't say it, I'm, I'm just thinking, speculating on my own, that when it comes to the Ereisa, the Ereisa is looking at how it affects above, because that's what Iraisa is, it's coming from above, it's Hashem's view, it's the Ereisa. However, um, the Rabbanon, they're looking of how it is experienced down here, because the Rabbanon, it's coming from us, coming from, from the world. So therefore the rabbis were measuring things more in terms of from below. So Shemona Esrei is the rabbinic commandment, and it, it puts us in a higher place, putting the person, the, the, the davener, in a higher place, even though the, um, the, the effect is in a lower place. Ach, as he says, good morning, v'rak b'yo when we stand in o'lam ha'briya, nikram Interesting. He says the reason why we sit by, the reason why we sit by um, by so it says not only can you sit, according to Kabbalah, it says that a person should tafka sit in Birchas Kriyashima and not stand. Stand up for Shmoy But by Psuka December, you can stand also by from the whole parts of up leading up to Barhu. But from Baruchu and onwards until Shmoyna Asva, you're supposed to sit. Why are you supposed to sit tafka on that time? And the reason is because the person is then in the world of Bria, and the world of Bria is called Miishvaisehem, from your dwelling, which literally means from the place where you sit, because we know in Kabbalah that Olam Bri is called Olam Hakiise, the world of the throne. So it's a seat, Akisei is a throne, which is sitting. like it's explained,ishvahem. It says, uh, "From your dwelling places." Chala tarumu, you should bring chala, I think the lashon over there is. So, taviu lechem tenufa, oh, it says you should bring lechem tanufa, a waved bread, so that waving of the bread that is brought, the shtea lechem, which you bring, means from Olam HaBriya. Okay, this is all again, a quote from Ariza. So now he's beginning to explain. Before it will be explained, the idea of the yichud, of the unification of Zuchr and Nikva, what does it mean through Shmai'na what What is this? We're first going to make a preface it by a very important ha'ara, um, a very important notification. And that is... That we have to be very careful when we learn these things that we cannot um, look at these, at these various yichudim and unions that are taking place above and apply some kind of a physical kind of an image to them. It's very, very important to divest it from its, from its, physical, from its physical sound. The right? Right. ha-yidua. Aside from the... And he says, what do we, mean we have to be mafshid? We have to divest it. He says, aside from the one that's obvious that you have to divest, la l'chol, that is known to everybody, Masha, ha-mukubalim, that all that which the mukubalim, the Kabbalists speak, the kinuy laelokus liyizbarach, and they attributed to to elokus to divinity be'erke ha'kinuya magashmiyim, in which they used physical attributes. Kamoi roish, they speak of the head, the and the hair and the hands, the raglayim and feet, with daim and the like. Hakol mashulam elitzah. It's all an analogy. It's all a metaphor. U'mikra Like it says clearly in the pasuk ki isem called tamuna Then when you when by Har Sinai when the Jews heard when they, when they spoke to Hashem they didn't see any image. Kamashakasa be'idre Rabba stated also in the Zohar that for a person to attribute any kinds of physical, physical uh, shapes or forms when we're dealing with, with the divine, ella shem they are divine powers Kane. the reason why they're called hands feet head or all the various different other uh, physical uh, body parts the because they are a source of a source. Because ultimately from these various different powers, by way of a trillion, zillion, gazillion contractions and 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 diminishing of the energy, it it ultimately creates and comes into being these physical these physical um, entities. So that's why we're referring to them as hands, feet or whatever, all these all these things. But chas v'shalom, chas to believe or to have any kind of a feeling that this is what it literally means, that it's a hand. al Shaman. Okay. Kamashikase b'shlo, also as stated in the shlo ha and also. So number, reason number one is because it translates into further. Further in, when it evolves, it will eventually translate into these things. So this is the source. So that's the reason why we call them also as a hand and a feet, even though Chasroshom, there's no hand or leg up there. Second reason why we refer to them by these names: Vagam, Lefi, Shevmihusom, the Inyanom, their very substance and their very content, Lamilo above, Beruchnius, in the spiritual dynamics, Belokus, in the divine realm, Lithoil, to effect, Poulas, the effect, Dugmas Poulas Evar. It's not Chasroshom that they have this this image, or this, this, this uh, physical thing, it's just that they affect the same effect that the limbs affect. For example, a hand, what is a person? Through a physical hand, you can act, you can do kindness. You can give and help others. So that's why, when Hashem does kindness, and of course it's a, an extreme, sublime, spiritual kindness, in which there's a divine flow, it's referring to Hashem's right hand, just like a person will give tzedakah with his hand. So that... So, the first thing is because the physical Gashmi is the Ge'ever literally comes from there after a million Tzimtzumim, after it evolves. But the second thing is that it has the same effect like a Gashmi is, like it has the same nature and the same idea like the thing, but, and of course, in a very abstract level. Shaba Adam, Chanikr that is called on their name, Kigayn, for example. yada Adam, just like a person's arm. Tu'ullah it's action. What is the action of a hand through a person's arm, the person's hand? He's able to give something to someone else. To take from him, the power to give of kindness, to influence from Hashem's light to the creations, that is called Hashem's right hand, because you're giving. It's interesting, he says to give or to take. So the right hand is the giving arm and the left hand is the taking one, even though physically we don't necessarily do that. But that's the idea. The right hand is to be chesed and the second is givura, which is a a restraint. And the same is also in all the other kinuyim. Ach So that's the first and basic hafshata, the basic, um, uh, uh, you say, um, Divesting, they have to divest the, the content from its physical form. But the second thing is We need to know something else very important: hafshata. Another element of divesting. This that the mukubalim attributed divine names, to specific attributes. for example, Shem Kel that the Chazal have attributed the name of Kael, that it is Chesed, that that's the name of Hashem, and that's connected to the attribute of Chesed. Because we refer to Hashem with seven names. So Kael is in Chesed, and Elohim is in Gevurah, and Yudke Vavke is in Teferis, and Netzach and Hoid is Tzavakois, and um, Yesod is Shakai, and uh, Malchus is Al of Dalad Nun Yud. So you refer to various different names to the various attributes this is very, very important. The intention is not al guf hasfira. the attribute itself, mamish, that mamish means that when we're saying kale, we're, 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 we're referring to the attribute of chesed. Like some of the latter Mukabala made a mistake, and they've assumed that this is what it means. that when we're saying kail, it's referring to an attribute. Who And that too. He says it's very, very a very coarse understanding. It's a very shahare. He says it cannot be, because hasvira who midah echos pratiyas, a sphere, an attribute, is one midah. As much as we're going to um, re- elevate the attribute and, 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 and see it in a very abstract form, the kindness is not physical kindness. Kindness is a is an, is, a, is an attribute of giving, right? But still, and giving a spiritual kind of a, a life or whatever. But but yet it's still it's still only an attribute. It's only one Mida. it's a divine power. Shanet that was emanated from Hashem. it's the power of Chesed, Gvura, a power of Gevura. The and this is not the essence of divinity. is because in regards to Hashem we say since it's since it's descriptive, we have a description. We can't Hashem doesn't have any description. As we say, lav mekol in and midus ihu klal. This is from the from the from the pasach Then Hashem doesn't have any of these midos. mevor hatev as it is explained in many places. Eh, sheafilus hachokma, even wisdom, reishes which is the first of the attributes, em lo doesn't have any comparison at all. Tashem hamirumam who is exalted, and raised mamuhus haChachma from the substance of from from this from the from the element of Chachma, higher and higher and higher and infinite levels higher than Chachma. K'mosh shekaseh b'leku tehemarim chelik beis In the second chelik in Tanya, the imkane and therefore, if shaloyimar we cannot say da hashem mishanal that those names koyal asvirus mamish are referring to the asvirus to the attributes shahare ein mikrei yotzei because you cannot take the verse out of its simple meaning. Meaning to say, when we're, tar- when we're saying Kael, we're turning to God. We're saying we're referring to Hashem. Chesed Kol uh, in the kindness of God, referring to Kael as Hashem. You can't say that Kael is referring to the attribute, because then it's not Hashem. Hashem is not the attribute, the attribute is emanating from Him. But and when we read in the Torah, Hashem, and Hashem is... A name of the names, Hayaduyim, that is known. Baruch that Hashem is has called in them. Kavanou um, is our kavana, our intentions. When you come to a child, someone who doesn't know anything of any of these mystical or someone who never learned Kabbalah and see this or any of this, and you, and you and you and you mention and you see kale, what does it refer? It's the the Simple, God, that's it. The And the emes is like the simple see the little children always have it right. Once you get into sophistication, sometimes you lose it. So he says, and This is the way it is in truth. We're referring to Hashem Himself. The One who creates all that exists. From absolute nothingness. And He is the One who is the first being. Whose existence comes from within Himself. Meaning He's the only One who's not created. He, he doesn't need someone to bring him into being. His existence is from within himself. Hamamti kolanim tzayim, the one who emanates all that exists. or after they don't exist. In other words, everything doesn't exist, and he brings them into existence. But he himself exists within absolute existence. and he is the only one. Shalai cut my chas He's the only one that before him there was no nothingness. Meaning. He, he didn't emerge from a, from, a, from a non-existent state into an existent state because he, he is be'etzeh. okay. And that's why we cannot say it's referring to the spheres. Why can't we say it's referring to the attributes? Because the, the attributes, they didn't exist forever. They weren't always there, Hashem, or made them emerge. When we're saying to the Abish God, Kael, we mean the Abish himself therefore all the names the Kavana is on Hashem Himself. So How can we say that it's referring to only to a particular sphere? Kumoikel Because one more line Chesed is an existence that that came about from Hashem like everything else that once didn't exist and then came into emerge into being, that were first preceded by non-beingness. But Hashem is not that way. Yeah. Okay, so we'll continue with Hashem tomorrow on this uh, discussion.